everyone. This is Erliana Samsara, back again with another edition of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. So, wow, what a week, right? We just get finished talking about Amy Coney Barrett and Amy Coney who this week, right? Jeez. Oh, All right, October surprise. You know, if you... um. If you had been on the webinar or if you've been watching the webinar that's on my on my homepage of starsoundastrology.com, um, I made up a webinar about Trump and the, and the USA and the fall of 2020 because, you know, we saw big things happening. So we did his chart and the chart of the USA. So um, it's still available. You can go to the website, check it out. Um, however, uh, and that's a, it's a deep dive into, into all this. So... Um, yeah, so if you if you've listened to that or if you've already or you were live on the um on the webinar, you'd know that I was saying, you know, watch out for late September and early October. <laughs> Here we are. Um although I didn't think it was going to be COVID. I actually thought it was going to be some some another health issue, but um but who knows, you know? The the month is just beginning. We are on the 3rd of October right now as as I'm recording this. So, um, yeah, but it's going to be a wild, wild ride for everyone, especially, certainly for him. Um, the, um, the full moon had just happened, you know, in the wake of the full moon, this whole thing occurred with him having to go to Walter Reed Hospital. Um, but we haven't had the, the new moon is in, you know, middle of, of October. And then we have another full moon. We have a blue moon at the end of the month. And, um, Anyway, so let's let's just jump in. Um, there are so many. I have been chart crazy for the last thirty six hours, like barely getting any sleep. Um, you know, <laughs> like nutty, right? Like forgetting to feed the dog the wet food. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, that's right, a dog. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it, that that involved have I been in in the deep in these charts and in um, finding correlations with history and such. So let's dig in and um, I'll, I'll share with you what I found. Okay, so obviously right now, Trump is not in a good way. Um, he's at high risk, obviously, as I think we all know about the symptoms about COVID. You know, if you have comorbidities, you're, you're at a high risk, right? So he's very much overweight and, uh, you know, all these, these issues, especially with his weight, um, we also know that um, if you go on social media, you'll see him uh, in in um, past footage dragging his right foot. So um, and and he was rushed to Walter Reed uh, last November, so it was almost a year ago. Um, be interesting to see the day he did that and where his chart was. I, I have not looked at that, but um, there were there are neurologists that I follow on on Twitter you know, medical doctors and neurologists. And they were saying, looking at footage of him um, in the days after, oh, he had a stroke because he's dragging his right foot. So he does the, and he also does this weird quirky thing with his right arm. I don't know if you noticed in the debates on on Tuesday night when, when Melania came on the stage at the end and he like held her hand like stiffly and he was just doing this weird like jerking thing. If you go back and look at footage, he did it again when he was getting on the, um, the helicopter to go, you know, to the hospital. Um, but but the real deal is the foot, the right foot dragging, which is a compensation. You know, he swings it around and it's it's a compensation. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm just simply relaying, you know, the, the MDs that I've seen comment on his gait, 
on in the posture, his the way he walks, his head forward, the the right foot. So you know, it seems very possible that he had a you know a little mini stroke last year. Um, so uh, this month, I was thinking, oh my goodness, you know, um, you know, he's getting he's he's in his nodal return, and he has the node in Gemini, and Gemini rules the brain. And, um, you know, the, the lungs, the brain, um, the thinking mind, you know, so, um, I was wondering if, if perhaps we might see something in that, on that frontier. Well, as it turns out, we, you know, we're seeing COVID. So, um, but also fits it astrologically because, you know, Mercury, Mercury's in, in Scorpio right now and Mercury rules the respiratory system and it, um, Scorpio rules virus, you know, ruled by Pluto viruses. So we're looking at, um, respiratory viruses, infections, you know, Mars and Pluto. We've got, of course, that intense Mars Saturn square that was all this week. Like I said, you know, really watch it. Um, and it was exact through Thursday. So it's starting to slowly pull away, but it's certainly not over. We're just now getting into the thick of things. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so yes, he's at high risk. Um, his chart is, it, it, you know, it's definitely seeing challenges. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this election campaign, um, considering the, the, uh, intensity of the challenge of, of the planets that are, you know, hitting his chart right now. Um, you know, we've got, um, yeah, we've got a lot going on with that. I guess I could talk about, uh, let's see, I think maybe I'll talk about his chart first, and then I'll tell you some interesting historical timelines about cycles of Mercury and Scorpio and what happened in the world when it was at this point, you know, in this degree. Some uh, fascinating, um, you know, as as we've said before, <clears throat> history doesn't repeat itself, but it damn well rhymes. So um, I found some interesting correlations there, and I'll talk a little bit about that and some some other things, including the eclipses. All right, so um, in his chart, yeah, the when it was um, when it was announced, of course, um, it was interesting because the sun the sun is in Libra right now. So um, Libra is in in. Um, in astrology, in ancient astrology, Libra is considered, the sun in Libra is considered in its fall. And by fall, I don't mean fall like or autumn. I mean, it's like it doesn't do well. When you think about it, and, and again, this is a northern hemisphere bias, so I apologize to the Kiwis and Aussies that are listening to this. Um, but the sun is in Libra, where it is um, going down in Libra in the northern hemisphere in the autumn, right? It is losing its light. It's as we approach Scorpio in the, you know, fall and the beginning of winter in the northern hemisphere. And so um, anyway, it's, yeah, it's considered in its fall. So it doesn't, it's not in a strong place, right? And what is the sun? It's leadership. It's our vitality. You know, it's the sun, the sun, you know, our vital life force. So there's that. Um, there's an interesting, uh, this fixed star named Vindemiatrix, and it is uh, conjunct, it was conjunct the sun, you know, that when the sun was at 10 degrees Libra yesterday when this whole thing happened. And that is considered an unfortunate star, and it has the qualities of Saturn and Mercury about it, 
well, of course, Saturn and Mercury are in intense places in Trump's chart right now. But it's interesting that Vindemiatrix um, is known as the Widowmaker. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Um, I remember I I have a client that um, I happened to, that it came up once in a session, and this client has Vindemiatrix conjunct her ascendant, her rising sign. And uh, I remember saying to to her, you know, hey, you know, this, you know, they call this the Widowmaker. Well, it turns out that she had had in her life, you know, many different um you know, unfortunate, uh, you know, situations in relationships and, and such. And, you know, I won't get into all these details now, but but I did say to her, you know, they call that fixed star the Widowmaker. Well, about an hour after our session, she emails me a picture and it's her in a Halloween outfit one year. And guess what? She was a black widow for Halloween. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, astrology works. But anyway, um, there's a, there's a lot more I want to unpack here. Um, but I just found that was pretty interesting when when this whole thing came down. Uh, the other thing I want to say is the um, you know it's just looking very very challenging. And I will say overall the um, from October fifth, so in in two days from October fifth to the eighteenth, he's got some serious situations here. And um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know about the election. I don't know. On Looking at his chart, I don't know if he could carry on, you know, whether it's like that he just get, you know, is sick and has to leave office or, um, or you know, unfor- you know, he may, who knows when, you know, it's not up to me or anybody to, to talk about somebody's time of death. I mean, it's, highly unethical. I don't want karma around that thing. Uh, but, um, you know, there, there are very serious issues here. We'll, we'll put it there. And, uh, and, and looking at the end, you know, if, if at all his life is absolutely, completely altered from this moment on, you know, um, whether he stays in the body or stay or or uh, doesn't or if he's here um whether he stays in office is still very much up for grabs um but whatever we just know that his his life is definitely there there's no going back here and when you you know let's pull the camera out remember we're in 2020 we have the Jupiter Saturn Pluto freight train right which was definitely big in his chart um, and that Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto freight train in Capricorn, um, they're all within a very close triple conjunction, you know, from now through the rest of the year. And so, uh, this is, and, and, and as we have been sharing, you know, this is the end of an era and it's the old, the old guard, you know, the passing of the torch, the passing of the flame or what, whatever you want to call it these things too big to ignore, right? So in the context of the larger humongous shift, um, you know, when you think about the fact that Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and in January, the south node of Capricorn were all conjunct um, in Capricorn that we haven't had that in 500 years. So, you know, this is definitely the end of a chapter and the beginning of a new a new chapter. And, you know, does that look like Trump could lose the election? Yeah, it absolutely can look like that. At the very least, 
it, it would just be a massive, as, as I was saying, you know, a change um, in direction for him, you know, like a whole new, uh, you know, the ruler of his chart is Mars, right? Because he's got Mars on the ascendant on, in his chart. He has Leo rising. Oh, orange makeup, crazy blonde hair, right? Leo rising uh, and gold living rooms and Trump Tower. Can't get more Leo 29 degrees rising than that. Um, uh, Mars at 29 degrees. So Mars is the ruler of his chart, you know, when you have a planet sitting on the ascendant, you know, and, and that, and that sun, you know, it's, it's, it's the chart ruler and the sun, you know, cause it's Leo. So the sun and Mars rule his chart, which is, you know, gives him his total rudeness. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, the ruler of his chart is, is in retrograde right now. Mars, right? Mars retrograde. Um, and it's about stepping back. And in in his chart, he's got um, in his uh, decumbiture chart, which is a chart you draw up in medical astrology when when the moment you fall ill and take to your bed, it's called decumbiture. And you can erect a chart for exactly, you know, what the nature of the illness and the kind of help you're getting and, you know, the outlook for it and all that. Well, Mars is in the sixth house in the decumbiture chart, which in the sixth house rules illness, right? Health, illness. And Mars retrograde would be a debilitated life force, right? Mars being our vitality. So he's literally, you know, having to pivot, step back right? Stepping back from his duties and pivoting, taking a new direction with that Mars, um, you know, squaring Saturn. It's like the cold, hard reality check that we can't keep charging on the way we are. Uh, We have to look and see and our plans may be delayed or our plans just have to pivot in a new direction. So, um, but again, but, you know, in this case, you know, due to health. So, yeah, yeah. So the end, and I have to say too, in a few days that Mars is going to, uh, it, it, well, actually right now it's sitting on his Hygieia, asteroid Hygieia, which has to do with health. He has Hygieia in Aries, you know, in the ninth house, but it's about to go back into his eighth house. I'm using a Placidus uh, chart here, um, which is the eighth house is endings. It's death, life, like new life, regeneration. So whether that it could be physical death, it could be just a death of the way things have been going, you know, the way it, it, his, literally his path, you know, as an Aries, you know, as the leader, your path is, you know, you're stepping back and, and reshuffling. Um, some other really amazing indicators. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, I've got so many here. Um, well, you know, continuing along the health, the health circuit here, the, um, the south node in Sagittarius, which is, of course, for everyone, we have the south node in Sag and the north node in Gemini, and that is for the next year and a half or so, we are having our eclipses in Gemini and Sag. So give me a minute, I'm going to talk about the lunar and the upcoming lunar and solar eclipse in Gemini and Sag, but hold that, pause that button, let me run back to his moon in the fourth house, right? Moon and Sag, the south node is coming for his moon. If you follow me on Twitter at at Star Sound Astro, uh, you, you've heard me barking about this for weeks. You know, here it comes, South Node's coming for his moon. South Node's coming for his moon. Here it comes. South Node is the karmic police in Sagittarius, right? What is Sagittarius? The law, the courts, what, doing what's right. Um, it's ruled by Jupiter. 
which happens to be this year with Jupiter and Capricorn. Jupiter is in its fall. That's not a good place for Jupiter. He's very, very restricted in Capricorn. You know, he doesn't get to bounce around. He's got to get serious and sober. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a melancholy place for Jupiter to be operating. Um, depressing, restricting, challenging. Well, the south node coming for his moon is, is in medical astrology. That's very debilitating for health. <clears throat> and um, Jupiter has to do with, uh, you know, blood and brain, the, you know, the blood, the circulatory system. And so, um, you know, again, these are debilitating aspects. Um, in his chart, he's got the moon is, is in an inconjunct and a stressful aspect to Saturn. And so, um, you know, the moon Saturn would give health challenges uh, now that these uh, transiting planets and nodes are hitting that moon, setting it off, as well as eclipses, it's giving him this, this rough time, very rough indeed. One of the things I also wanted to talk about was, um, before I jump into the eclipses, there is a, a point, I, I may have talked about this in sessions past, uh, episodes past, Vertex. Vertex is destiny's gate. There's not a whole lot written about Vertex that I've been able to find. So if you come across some really good books on Vertex, please email me, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. It's a fascinating point. It's a mathematically derived point, so it's not a planet. But um, in it represents some fateful person or event that happens that changes the course of our life. Now, clearly, the moon zips around our chart every month, right? Zoop, 28 days. So the moon hits, we have vertex somewhere in our chart. Well, the moon hits our vertex every month. Uh, and, and we don't have this fateful, you know, outrageous earth-shattering experience or event every single month. I mean, you know, maybe some of us do, but um, only certain planets, uh, there's no rule on it, but just it doesn't always get activated is what I'm saying here. So when a, pl- when a planet does activate it, you will find something eventful coming. Well, Vertex in his chart is 22 degrees of Capricorn. No, 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 no. What was that? What did I say? 22 Capricorn? Irliana, isn't that the point that we had in the great Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto freight train in Capricorn on January 12th? Yes, it is. Oh my God. Crazy. 22 degrees of Capricorn. There it was, sitting there all along. Not a whole lot of astrologers talk about vertex. That's okay. Different schools of thought, like yoga. We all got our favorite path. It's all good. It all points to the truth. But I found that fascinating, that vertex, this fateful point, was conjunct this humongous, five, every you know, not seen in 500 years conjunction, Talk about fate and destiny, right? And it's in his fifth house, which is ruled by the sun. The fifth house, the sun rules the fifth house. Well, the sun is leadership, right? Leaders, presidents, monarchy. The sun there, and of course, the sun rules his chart, right? Leo rising. There it is. So some fateful event about leadership and a very sobering one, right? In Capricorn, right? The, the very intense, you know, here it is, this world, you know, society rattling pandemic, threatening civilization, society, governments, you know, all very, very taxed. And so it was there in January 12th, which is, of course, when when uh, the stuff hit the fan, when COVID showed up in the United States. And then Pluto went marching on, 
to 24 degrees, then it stopped and went retrograde. It's about to go direct very shortly, but it's sitting on his vertex again. So voila, here it is. It's not just COVID. It's now COVID coming home to him, the leader. So, uh, wow. You know, and, and wait, there's more, there's more. Okay. So don't just sit down. Just hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish this. (laughs) Wait, if you order now, you will get some Ginzu steak knives. No, um, we're not going to talk about knives. Not with Mars square, Saturn and Aries. No, 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 not a good idea. Um, so anyway, we have, Folis, this really, uh, this is my, you know, one of my favorite um, topics this year has been to talk about Folis in the chart. So those of you who have had chart sessions with me, I very much bring up Folis an awful lot. So Folis, that's that centaur body that's way the heck out there by Pluto. And it is at 24 degrees. So it is conjunct his vertex. And if you remember, Folic, Folis represents basically, long story short, the lid comes off. The lid comes off and there's no turning back. It's like mayhem, like the genie out of the bottle, judging, and it all unravels. So um, again, this faded event, you know, this, this COVID, you know, changing, he changing his life. He first, you know, when it was there, it was, you know, in January and he's saying, you know, Maybe it'll go away and, you know, didn't handle it in the way other countries were. We all know that. Don't have to go there. But now it has, when Pluto has come back on that point with Vertex Jijing here, he gets COVID. So, um, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Pluto sitting in his fifth house, uh, conjunct Vertex and Pholus, transiting Pluto on sitting there, you know, talk about a life altering event. And Pluto rules again, you know, infections, virus like that. So, um, and the fifth, you know, the fifth house is Leo, the self. So there it is. He, he got it. He got it himself. Uh, wow. So anyway, there's that. And, um, Let's see, I'm checking them off here as I go. I've got my little check mark sheet here. The uh, eclipses. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the eclipses. Let's go back in time briefly to two, 2017. Y'all remember the Great American Eclipse? Yay! I know Shire's out there. Shire McGuire in the audience is, is jumping up and down right now. She remembers because it changed her life. And, uh, and it changed mine too, Shire. So she and I are like the Great American Eclipse changed girls because it, it definitely impacted our lives hugely, as it has for many of us, including number 45. Um, so the eclipse fell on his Mars and because it was 28 Leo. Well, here's the thing. I know that the eclipse happened when, when the nodes were in Leo and Sag. I'm sorry, in Leo and Aquarius. And it's been three years. So the nodes have long since left Leo and Aquarius and they've left Cancer Capricorn and now they're in Gemini and Sag, right? It's long since passed. And typically an eclipse effects, an eclipse's effect will last, you know, while, they're, while the nodes are in that sign in, in Leo and Aquarius in this case. Well, as it turns out, um, sometimes, and I, I, I've read this, and I, you know, maybe not everybody agrees with this, but I, I, I find it bearing, you know, ultimately it's, this work is empirical, like it's what you see and what you experience. Well, in my handy dandy little Celestial book on the eclipses, predicting world events and personal transformation, fabulous book, 
Um, she says that sometimes an eclipse is so powerful that it can resonate for years. And she has seen that in clients' charts. And I just had to, um, I had to wonder because Venus was on that point when he went to the hospital. And uh, now typically we look at Mars and Saturn triggering that point as to major, major changes. When Mars hit that point, that's when the Jeffrey Epstein revelations surfaced with him with Epstein and all that. Um, and so uh, that was the one we were, and, and also the same uh, time that happened, that's also when the first Trump whistleblower came out. I know this sounds like ancient American history, but um, anyway, yeah, that's when that first, which eventually led to impeachment, right? So um, it was last August, late July, early August. So, um, you know, so that's when Mars hit that. Well, Venus hit it and Venus is benefic. So yes, he's being cared for at the hospital. 12th house rules hospitals, people who are sick behind the scenes, right? So here's gentle Venus going, okay, come on, let's get in the helicopter. Let's go. Uh, so, um, anyway, it triggered. Now that was a total solar eclipse. It was the last, um, eclipse to be seen in the United States, at least total. It's not often that we have a total solar eclipse, uh, which leads me to this December because we're having another total solar eclipse. Now, it's not going to be seen in the United States. It's going to be in, I think, Chile or Argentina. However, again, we we don't say, oh, I'm off the hook because I don't live in Chile or Argentina. No, it will affect us all. So um, the, uh, yeah, so Venus um, hitting that point was interesting because again, here's Mars, the physical vitality, 12th house illness, Jijing. Um, and then that was from a, an eclipse three years ago. Um, I think Celeste said in her book that she even had a client that this particular eclipse affected the person's chart for eight years. It was resonating. So even long after the nodes have left, very fascinating. Interesting to, to look at and see, you know, if that is true and, and what you can find when you look at your chart or, or other people's charts. So that brings us to the eclipses that are coming up very soon. Oh my goodness, next month is November. I can hardly believe it. Um, uh, November 30th, we're having a lunar eclipse at 8 degrees of Gemini. So um, that's going to be... Uh, now Uranus, which is in retrograde right now in Taurus, is going to come... Um, Uranus is actually going to hit the um, Uranus and Gemini in the United States chart is going to be um, activated. But I just want to keep this conversation on Trump uh, right now. So uh, transiting Uranus is within one degree right now of the upcoming lunar eclipse. So um, yeah, so that could be sudden changes. Uh, Lunar is our home and our homeland. And, um, you know, we're a lunar country. We're a cancer country. We're ruled by the moon. So pay attention. Uh, Uranus would be, you know, um, very uh, sudden or maybe uh, discomforting change and and shocking. And uh, don't see it coming, but, you know, or just happens very quickly. Uh, It can be a very enlightening, illuminating. It can also be very chaotic on a low end chaotic or even catastrophic. So, you know, we just have to know that it can represent all these things. It's certainly about the desire to be free and to have a uh, a visionary, um, progressive kind of, um, you know, worldview, humanitarian, democratic. Those are all Uranian concepts. So um, we have that eclipse coming up 
on November 30th. And, um, and, and why is this important in Trump's chart? Well, this is really interesting that he has the prenatal, his prenatal solar eclipse is eight degrees of Gemini. So what is a prenatal solar eclipse? It's the final eclipse that happened when your mother was still carrying you, the final one before you were born. So he was born in June of, um, he was born actually on a lunar eclipse, but so the solar happened, I don't know, a week or two before, and uh, so the prenatal solar eclipse is something of a karmic indicator regarding like unfinished business and things that you have to work on in this lifetime. So for him, that would be um, listening to others, um, you know, listening to people who have different points of view. You know, we come off our high horse and we sit and listen to others. So you could you could just focus on that one there. And it's in his 10th house, which is government and society and, you know, being a leader. So the eclipse, the lunar eclipse is going to fall on his prenatal solar eclipse. So that may be a wink, wink from the universe, like, okay, you know, are, are you evolving? Have you done this work that you were supposed to do? Uh, you know, we, we're not the judge of that. The cosmos has this one, right? They, they just, that's just how it is. Um, so there's that, the lunar eclipse and the, um, the karmic south node, there's going to be a south node eclipse in December. We, when we have our total solar eclipse, it's a, it's called a south node eclipse because it's going to be conjunct, it's going to be in Sagittarius. So since the south node is in Sagittarius, this eclipse is about releasing and letting go, right? The south node, the dragon's tail. And that's right now his karmic south node, which is 20 degrees of Sagittarius. That's only two degrees away from the upcoming uh, total solar eclipse. So there is that, um, you know, beckoning. Um, typically you see, um, and by the way, in his decumbiture chart, the medical astrology chart, that is, you know, again, happening in his sixth house of health. And so, um, yeah, so there, there is that um, coming along. Very often, it's not unusual to see eclipse action uh, happen six months, sometimes even, a, my mentor used to say even a year ahead, but even six months out, you can see um, things starting to, to move. But um, as, as we know, eclipses can bring um, change, massive change, you know, uh, solar on the outside in the, in our, in the world. Uh, so it's the end of one chapter, the beginning of a new one. So uh, at the very, very least, this is like the end of his health as he knew it. And this is the beginning of a new chapter in health. You know, if he recovers, um, how he recovers, or if he doesn't, you know, I, I can't imagine how this, you don't, I, I can't imagine, let's be real, bouncing back like a 20-year-old when you've had comorbidity and ill health for so many years, you know, obesity and such. But anyway, there it is. It's for, you know, his karma to decide what's going to happen. But that karmic south node is is already coming within range um, of that eclipse. So that's definitely going to be impacting him. Oh, let's see. Um, okay, so let's move on to the other things I was going to tell you. And this is not about Trump's chart. This is just about 
um, these, I found some fascinating things about the, the degrees and the signs and things of, of when things happened and what happened in history. And I also found um, one that is, uh, let's talk about the Sabian symbol. Okay. When he left, I did a chart for Washington when, when you know, the helicopter picked him up and brought him to the hospital. We had, um, for the chart of Washington, D.C., we had the um, uh, Neptune uh, was on the ascendant of Washington, D.C. So there is a dissolution uh, regarding illness, you know, um, and uh, and it's it's Neptune energy, right? It's also, you know, as I said, Neptune rules infections and such and illness and, and things and people in hospitals and, you know, those away from the public eye. Um, and so I looked up, it was, was it 18 degrees Pisces? Anyway, when you look up a Sabian symbol, anything after one minute after you go to 19. So 18 and such and such minutes, you read it for 19 minutes. Okay. So I go and I look up the sign. Uh, I look up for, um, for the Sabian symbol, which are like tarot symbols. You could say they're almost like astrological tarot symbols. And there's 360 of them, right? One for every degree of the zodiac. So uh, let me pull that up here. I want to share this with you because I found it really fascinating. Uh, let's see. Let's see. This is the ephemeris. No, I'm. what am I looking up? Oh, Sabian symbols. Okay, here we go. 19 Pisces. 19 Pisces. Sorry, I thought I had it pulled up. But anyway, here it is. Okay. It's the, the name of this degree is called a master instructing his disciple. And what it basically has to do with is the transfer of power. So the keynote here, uh, um, this is Dane Rudger land, um, keynote, the transfer of power and knowledge, which keeps the original spiritual and creative impulse of the cycle active and undeviated. So it's like, you know, things continuing on. So it, it's, um, it says here, uh, the power of self, the transmission is from person to person. It follows a general unchanging pattern, yet it operates in terms of particular and individual circumstances. Key word, investiture. So when I saw that, I thought about Pence, you know, like what if he has to leave office because he's sick? Um, and he can't continue on. And what if power gets transferred over? Like this, this shows us the potentiality for that occurring. I mean, it's, you know, one of many. By the way, with Pence, unfortunately, there's no public, we couldn't find a birth time. So it's hard to talk about a chart when you don't have the ascendant. Um, we do for Trump, um, although he disputed it, but honestly, his chart, the way it was, you know, years ago, it's been on the internet forever. And then, you know, long before he became president, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I think when he found out that all of us astrologers are such smart cats now, um, there he's, you know, he's like, oh no, that wasn't mine. You know, like a typical Gemini, right? Talking, you know, back talking or walking something back, but no, the, 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 um, the time we have, it gives him Leo rising. It, that chart works, let me tell you, especially when we saw this particular trip to the hospital. Very much on, on, on point. So, yeah, a master instructing his disciples. So it's like, okay, you know, rain, handing the reins of power over. That's, that's one real possibility here. 
the other thing I want to talk about is, um, and I, I found this really interesting, again, having to do with changes of leadership, and this, in terms of this, a presidential change of leadership. I looked at the uh, degree when he went to the hospital, and Mercury was in the degree, five degrees of Scorpio, seven minutes. So I went back in time to see what was happening in the world when Mercury was retrograde at five degrees, seven minutes. And what I found was pretty darn interesting. Let me pull this up. There was a, um, believe it or not, um, in the year 2000, um, oh, and by the way, I have to say, the, the only other time Mercury retrograded on election day was in the year 2000. So I, as you can remember, that whole Bush, Gore, hanging chads, Florida, you know, disaster of a voting, you know, election that that was in 2000. So this is very possible that the election results as we've been hearing he's he's already been rattling his chains about disputing the election and this that and the other. Well with mercury retrograde, yes, thing voting machines, you know, electronic devices, you know, we don't even want to go there, but let's face it, it's it's pretty bouncy. And in Scorpio, right? So there's some criminality involved or some secrecy or, you know, voter suppression, you can see how these things could very well be happening. Sorry to say, uh, but forewarned is, what is that? Forearmed is forewarned or something. Knowing about these things, we can be proactive and, uh, you know, send our prayers and meditations for the, for the highest outcome and get out in the world and, and, and be there too. Like, ser- like, let's serve our communities. You know, if there are Americans listening to this, Let's go out and see if we can help people, especially in the black community, you know, to be like an election volunteer, um, take the day off from work and take it as a personal day, do whatever we have to do uh, to help. And if you're listening from another country, you can just serve your community, you know, like what kind of community, what kind of world do we want to see? Let's, let's take action and move in that direction. We literally regenerate in the true Scorpio way. We can reinvent and regenerate our lives to be sustainable in our thoughts and our actions and our ideas with Mercury and Scorpio, right? We're rethinking how we can regenerate. So, but anyway, so I wanted to say that um, when Mercury was in uh, Scorpio at that point, uh, October 26th of 2000, uh, there was a man in the, in the Côte d'Ivoire, which is a, the Ivory Coast. It's in the Horn of Africa. It's a small country. There was a man named Laurent Gbagbo, and he was like this activist uh, person, and he, he was running against a man who had taken over, what's his name, Robert Gueye. He, had, he took over the country in this military junta, in 1999, and then apparently Laurent ran against him, and so um, Laurent took over as president of the Côte d'Ivoire because of a popular uprising against this president, Robert Gueye, who was the military junta guy, and so I thought, well, that's, that's fascinating, so I looked that up just to see, you know, like, what, what's more, you know, what more about that, and I went to Encyclopedia Britannica, and what I found really blew me away. This man, um, he was, um, he, so in the presidency, he, it says here, during his presidency, he grappled with civil war and an extended period of 
of disunity. So the same themes about who's the right, you know, the proper winner and uh, conflict amongst people that were disputing that. Here it is, you know. Um, Let's see, presidency and civil war. Almost immediately after he took office on October 26, 2000, uh, when Mercury again, you know, in that Scorpio degree, rebel forces revolted and the situation quickly deteriorated into a full-fledged civil war into September, two years later, okay? So it's not like it happened overnight. But there was the whole theme here, you know, and, and we certainly don't wish this on us, you know, but there certainly has been, especially since George Floyd's murder, earlier this year, um, you know, we've seen a lot of, of um, protests. So you see this theme about, you know, who really won the election and protesting and uh, a lot of, um, you know, disruption um, in, in that regard. There was some rioting and protests against the government, um, even though they tried to, you know, um, reunify. And eventually a potential breakthrough came. There was a power sharing, a power sharing deal that Gbagbo made, and, and it goes on and on. It's a long story. But, um, you know, I just wanted to say that when that happened, Mercury was at that degree, and it had to do with the proper succession of leadership. Uh, one other th- uh, point of that was... Um, yeah, yeah, that was the one that I really wanted to share with you. And I think that was the, um, yeah, transfer the transfer of power, Sabian symbols, and Mercury at that degree. I just thought that was fascinating. Um, yeah, oh, and then there was one, um, when, uh, when uh, Benazir Bhutto, when, when Mercury was at five degrees of Scorpio in 2007, you know, at that retrograde five degrees of Scorpio, that's when Benazir Bhutto, who was the first female... Prime Minister of Pakistan, she had, um, there was an assassination attempt against her. She survived, but it was certainly, you know, an ugly scene, as you could imagine. Um, So again, I'm not suggesting that we're, you know, we're heading that path, but I'm just saying that there are these, um, you know, possible potentialities and we're we're certainly not wishing and creating that we we have the power to create what we want and we can stand for something bigger we don't you know we're not here to repeat history we can use it as an opportunity to learn um but she had a brush with death you know uh, uh, when mercury was at that degree so here it is you know trump coming down with this very serious illness you know it's, it's a brush with death so i thought that was um fascinating to go back in time and to and to see that uh, played out with other people so uh let's see where do we go from here you know i'm obviously going to be talking more about the election and certainly about election day and once mercury goes retrograde and all that in in the next several episodes you know we're, we're certainly keeping our focus on this and i would just say you know listening to all this um you know there are certainly there are roads and choices to be made um, are we going to, um, in, the, in that Mars square with the generation-changing planets, you know, what direction do we want to go in? How do we want to use our energy? We want to share the light and stand for others, or are we going to stay stuck in old, old paradigms? You know, the choice is ours. Um, can we use our energy to work together as, as teams and communities? 
um, to create this society that we, we so desire, one of peace and, and diversity and understanding and cooperation, because we're certainly heading in that direction. You know, as when we get a little later down the road in, in 2020, as we get to the end of the year, we'll be talking about the Jigundo jupiter saturn mashup in Aquarius, right? This is like big. And right now is this kind of letting go process where we have to let the old go in order to create and move forward on this new foundation. So, um, you know, with that, I would say perhaps a good RX, you know, for the RX, (laughs) a good remedy would be um, charity as remediation, charity, um, charity work, um, really getting clear with ourselves and and adjusting our goals to consider others and consider our larger picture of uh, where do we want to go together when we're, we're not isolated you know we have to think as a community and what is best for everyone not just me 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 so with that um i i think i've pretty much finished what i wanted to say of course i'm going to remember a million things when i stop this podcast but that's okay there's always another podcast episode anyway i appreciate you listening uh, I adore all of you, and I'm so grateful for all your feedback. Let me know what subjects you'd like to see covered, or if you have any questions, certainly submit them. We love to hear from you. We we always, you know, I love hearing every everybody's um, feedback. All feedback, uh, gratefully accepted. The good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> everything. Uh, this is this is for you guys. You know, we're we're growing, and we're all getting in the lingo of astrology to assist us in transforming our lives and the lives of our communities. So, and so be it. So it is. Anyway, that's all for now. Um, Big love to all of us. And um, if you have any questions, just go ahead and send an email, irliana at starsoundastrology.com, starsoundastrology.com. Just go to the website. If you can't remember how to spell my name, it's okay. Um, Anyway, all for now, Uh, much love, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care. This is Irliana Samsara, Starsound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Namaste.